think too often as leaders, we have performance reviews and we're looking for the things that people are not good at and helping them further develop them. What if the development activities were actually, let's take what you're good at and make you even better at them. Hello, welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Jackie, and hello, good morning. It's morning for me. I don't know what time it is that you're listening to this, but I just got done doing a workout and I was driving on my way home. I had a night, last night of sleep, where I kept waking up thinking I had something bothering me and something I could not get off of my brain. And I want to share a little bit of a story around this epiphany that I had today and where it came from. And it's around focusing on my strengths and developing my strengths, but it came to be an epiphany from me not getting a lot of sleep last night. So bear with me. It'll make sense in a second. So I woke up a lot last night. I'm struggling with one of my clients, not struggling with my client, but I'm having a hard time, I guess, influencing them and helping this client see the importance of really handling a couple team situations in a way that I really feel strongly that should be done, right? And so I I was up last night worrying about it and getting frustrated with myself around how I feel like I'm not able to get like to get it across the line essentially. Like I'm not able to break through and communicate things in a way that gets the CEO that I'm working with to like buy into it and do it and understand the importance of it. And it's been something that's been coming up with this client for, for a while. And I guess not a while, but it's something that's come up actually in my career a lot as an HR professional. So a good HR person should care a lot about the business and care about, you know, making recommendations that help the business. And oftentimes you are bringing up things and suggestions to leaders that they don't want to hear. Either they don't, one, it can be like, some of it's just like the law, right? And it's like, don't kill the messenger. Like, I agree, this is stupid, but this is what we have to do because it's the law. Other things are, you're trying to help guide change in the way that they, their natural default behavior, the way that they think, the way that they lead, the way that feels comfortable for them. And you're kind of pushing them to try on something new and try a different approach. And like really you're the one who is helping explain on behalf of the whole bit like team, there's a lot of weight on your shoulders, I guess is what I'm, I'm trying to say. And that you feel like your inability to get something across the line has a negative impact on the business and you kind of like carry it all on your shoulders and it can, it's what's keeping me up at night, I guess. And maybe that's because I care. Uh, Maybe, I, I don't know. There's a lot of reasons why that could be, but I do think there's a lot of HR professionals. If you're a good one that actually wants to have, um, you know, affect positive change. This is the stuff that keeps you up at night. And it, honestly, it should as a leader in general. So anyways, so this is keeping me up at night and I'm just like, why am I struggling so much to get this across the line? And I, I go to, back to like, okay, it's not working. I need to change my approach. So my poor boyfriend was, you know, we're drinking coffee this morning and it's 6.30 and I'm just 
go, uh, you know, I've been thinking about this all night for five hours. So I finally have someone to talk about it with. And I'm just like, this is what I'm thinking. And what if I tried this? And he's just trying to work and drink his coffee. And, or I guess, I don't know what he was working on his computer, but trying to drink his coffee, humoring me. But long and short of it, it's 845. I've been thinking about this for the last like 12 hours. So I decide on my way to the gym this morning, I think I need to start listening to books on sales and influencing people because I need, I want to help my business grow. So there's that thing. I want to grab, get more clients. And then I also think getting better skills at influencing others is going to help me with this issue I'm running into when I'm trying to um, not only sell my services, but I have to sell the team on why it's important. And I have to sell, you know, leaders to take my advice and action it and, and as if it was their own ideas. And that's something that's always been a little bit, um, comes natural to me. So like, um, I, I am really good at winning people over. I'm really good at influencing other people to a point. And I think that's where I'm finding frustration. Um, and, and this is the aha moment I had. So I'm like listening to this book. Uh, I started listening to the, this book called Persuade, I think. And I'm just, I'm listening to it on my way to the gym and I turn it back on on my way home from the gym and I just have this moment of, oh, shit, this is why this is bothering you so much. You're coming up against a roadblock, like you're, 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 what you're naturally good at is stretched to the point that you need to learn how to do it better and that's uncomfortable because... I have never had to learn how to do it. It just comes naturally. Um, I've never, I haven't really struggled with, with this to this extent before. Oh, okay. That makes sense. So I'm getting frustrated with myself and feeling like a failure because I can't get something across the line that I usually feel like I'm pretty good at. And that's frustrating. So a part of me wants to throw in the towel and be like, whatever, I've reached my breaking point. I can't help this person or I can't help this business. But really, this is the point in which I should dig in deeper and to further develop a skill, right? So I had that thought and I was like, okay, I can do this. So then the thought was, wow, this is a moment in time where I'm having this aha moment of you really should be doubling down on your strengths, and not focusing on what you're bad at. It's like you you know what your strengths are, so then you just don't, don't work on them because you're like, I'm good at that. I don't need to work on that. And so then we work on the things that we're, we're not good at because we feel like we want everything to have the same level playing field. And I was like, this totally makes sense to me. In my, um, Hopefully you're enjoying the way that my thought process is. Um, but I had this moment of, wow, how good could I be at influencing others if I actually worked on making myself even better and learning about it. And I, it's just like, whoa, I think a lot of the the strengths that I, that I have have helped me get to this point in success, whatever you want to define that as. But how much more successful could I be if I actually, instead of trying to improve the things I don't know how to do, or I shouldn't say not know how to do, the things I'm not great at, what if I actually just tried to focus on improving the things I am good at and investing time in that? And then I took it a step further and I was like, this is totally, you hear it said all the time, like help develop your team's strengths, but nobody ever does it, right? It's hard. It's unnatural. You naturally want to improve what you're not good at. You don't naturally want to improve things that you're already great at. So 
that is what happened to me. And that is how I got this idea for this podcast topic, because it was a moment where it finally hit home. Like this, this concept of focusing on your team strengths hit home for me. And I was like, this is why it matters. So I wanted to just walk you through how I've determined to figure out what my strengths are. And I think I've talked about this before on a podcast episode where I talk about the strengths finder and it's Clifton Strengths. I don't. I think it's the book is still, still called Strengths Finder. I've taken it a long time ago. I've taken it actually twice, and it always the the the, the strengths always are the same. Um, the level of how good I am at that. Well, I shouldn't say that, but the five strengths are always the same. It pops out your five strengths, right? And it doesn't focus on your on your weaknesses because it the the concept of improving what you're naturally good at is going to make you exponentially better and more successful than trying to make incremental steps in things that you're not good at. And so here I am starting my own business, trying to get better at things that I know I'm not good at. I am not good at attention to detail. Personally, I don't know that you have to improve that strength. I think you can just set up guardrails, but I'm not good at attention to details. I'm not good at planning. Like I'm, that's not something I'm great at. Uh, there's a lot of things that I'm not good at that I have to get a little bit of a baseline mastery at in order to be my own boss. So I've accepted that. But because of that, I've like stopped developing in my core strengths. And the, the, those are the things that have gotten me to where I am today. So when I look at my strengths, I'm looking at them right now. You can download this amazing report. And my top five strengths, not in any order, are strategic. And I'll just read you what they are. People exceptionally talented in the strategic theme create alternative ways to proceed. Faced with any given scenario, they can quickly spot the relevant patterns and issues. The second is futuristic. People especially talented in the, the futuristic theme are inspired by the future and what could be. They energize others with their visions of the future. Three, woo. This is where I know that I'm good at it. People exceptionally talented in the woo theme love the challenge of meeting new people and winning them over. Mm-hmm, that's me. I don't need people like me, but I need to win you over. Um, which sounds like they could be the same thing, but they are different. Um, and then they they derive satisfaction from breaking the ice and making a connection with someone. I guess technically that might not be influencing others, but I do feel like there's some some similarities in there. And then fourth would be activator. People exceptionally talented in the activator theme can make things happen by turning thoughts into action. They want to do things now rather than simply talk about them. Yep, I just do things, which honestly sometimes I feel like can be a bad thing um, because I build a website on, the, on, a, on a platform that I have to completely rebuild in three months from now, aka I'm doing that right now. Super annoying. But I guess I took action to learn what I needed. Um, and then the fifth is positivity for me. People exceptionally talented in the positivity theme have contagious enthusiasm. They're upbeat and can get others excited about what they are going to do. That leads also into influencing others, right? So I think I naturally see that I can win people over and and sell them on things because I have those strengths. And it's something that I know, but I'm like, okay, great. It's good to know those things, but I've never intentionally tried to develop them. So I am going to do that. Oh my gosh. I'm looking at my report, you guys. I wish you could see this. So basically they give you your top five strengths, but when you dig into the report even more, you get your top 10 
And there's four different groupings. There's executing, influencing, relationship building, and strategic thinking. Oh, this is why I think I'm good at influencing. My one, two, three, four, five, five of my top 10 strengths are in the influencing category. Wow. And then relationship building would be second and then strategic thinking third. I have zero strengths in executing, (laughs) none. Oh, wow. That's amazing. I've never looked at this before. Okay. So what this tells me is I need to surround myself with team members who are good at executing because I am not good at it. And I, you should not spend your time trying to improve those things. Um, And so I guess the whole point of this podcast is just to like give you this aha moment that I've had because I feel like I've been talking about it to people for so long and I haven't fully got it in the gut in my core. And I invite you to maybe do the same thing in your own strengths. If you're a leader listening to the show, take something like this, Strength Finders, and actually like action the things that are in here and and see like how much more successful could you be if you actually just started intentionally developing these skills, not looking at them of like, oh, I've got them. I'm good. I should work on improving other things because that's what I've been doing for so long, right? I look at this and I'm like, I know I'm good at influencing others. I know I'm good at relationship building. I know I'm not good at executing. I need to get better at executing. How much more impactful could I be if I just doubled down on influencing, learned about all of these things, how, many, how much more business could I win? How much more influence could I have on creating positive change within the companies that I'm working with? Like the reason why these are my strengths is because it's what I'm good at and that's why I do what I do, but I could become even better and be even more impactful. And so then I take this a step further and I'm like, okay, I should know what I need people on my team to have in order for us to have a balanced team. So why don't I have everyone on my team take this and we see what they're good at and we make sure we're not all good at the same things. You know, not that you want to go around firing people if you're all good at the same things, but that will help you determine, okay, for the next person I hire, they should really be good at those other things. Then once they're on your team, if they are good at executing, don't just like expect them to always be great at it. Invest in them doubling down on those. And you double down on your strengths and then you just play off of each other. And I think too often as leaders, we have performance reviews and we're looking for the things that people are not good at and helping them further develop them. What if the development activities were actually, let's take what you're good at and make you even better at them. And let's take what you're not good at and why don't we see if someone else can do that? Now, if something you're not good at is more of like a collaboration, a team interaction type of a thing. For example, let's say a weakness on a performance review for your team is you get pretty defensive and you shut down people a lot, you know, when they're coming up with ideas or if they give you feedback, like you get really defensive about it and you're not open to hearing it. I want you to work on that. That is something different than, you know, I don't know what, I I, I, I can't think of another example of like, oh, well, I guess like the attention to detail thing could be it, right? Like you're not really great with attention to detail. You need to improve that. Okay. That's not that helpful. So I guess I'm, what I'm saying is like when you're having a performance conversation, if it's something that's more about how the team dynamics, how you are interacting and how the team is moving forward, that's a good thing to point out. 
but a lot of the development activities should be about what people are good at, or maybe it's hard skills they want to develop. Like, for example, if in the field of marketing, let's say it's a marketing role and you want to further develop your like graphic design skills, right? Or you're not great at those like graphic designing, the skills that go into that, those you can be like, hey, let's work on those and point those out. But some of these areas that you'll find if you take the strict finder maybe aren't the best things to, to list as like weaknesses. Hopefully that's making sense. Just take the test and get the report and you'll, you'll get it. It's $20 to buy the book. 100% worth it, I promise. So all of this to say, I am currently listening to books about how to become better at influencing, even though I'm already really fucking good at it. But imagine how much better I could be with it. And instead of beating yourself up, if you're like hitting a roadblock on something you're really good at, what if you looked at it as like, okay, I have hit mastery on this or like I've hit the top of it. I'm already really good at it. How much better can I get, right? And looking at it that way. Um, and that was an epiphany I had this morning from a night of not sleeping and listening to a new book on my way to the gym. So hopefully it's helpful. Um, sometimes I think it's important for us just to like have these conversations around epiphanies and things that we're working on and, and all of that. So hopefully you found some value in that. And I would love no more than to see leaders working on developing people's strengths because studies show when you are doing work that you are interested in, and good at, you are hundreds of percentage, percentage points better and more effective. So the more we can align people's jobs and work life and everything with what they're good at and what they have interest in, the better off everyone's going to be and the happier they're going to be. And some of it starts with learning what you're naturally good at, having conversations around it, and just making you aware and making your team aware of what they're good at. They might think they're really good at something, and then when they read these, they're going to be like, oh, wow, it, it really builds their confidence. So thanks for tuning into the show, and I will chat with you again soon. Maybe I'll have another epiphany tonight when I'm sleeping or not sleeping that I can talk about tomorrow. If you're over there wondering, oh, shit, I don't know where to start with building a team or how to hire. I've got you covered. I created a course specifically so you can learn everything I've learned and continue to invest time in improving about setting up your hiring machine. You can enroll and start today at hiringschool.com. P.S. This is the process leading startups are using to scale their teams and we're teaching it to you.